everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Showdown Podcast. My name is Jesse Jones, and on the program today, we have Kate Whitenick, the cultural ambassador for Bullet Bourbon. It is the season two finale, baby, and for it, we have Bullet Bourbon on the show. You guys have been writing in. You've been asking for us to get Bullet on. Kate was a phenomenal guest, and we brought Bullet to you. Her and I, we hit it off. She's from Georgia. I'm from North Carolina. We start talking bullet. We're talking the history. We're shooting the shit about whiskey. It is a great conversation, and I thoroughly enjoyed talking to her. We want to thank her for her time and for her bringing her story to the Bourbon Showdown. So we're not going to go too long up top. This is going to be a great episode. I think you guys are really going to appreciate it. It's so weird to me. I'm We're putting this thing together. I'm re-listening to it. We only recorded this like a month and a half ago ago and it's just weird to hear us talking about the pandemic when we're coming out of it now like we're talking about how it was affecting us and how it affected the whiskey landscape and how it was affecting the brand and now i listen to it and it's like holy lord we have gotten through a lot together people so let's not take that for granted as you listen to this episode raise a cocktail high because we're on the other side of it we're coming out we're back uh we're, we're getting back to quasi normal and it's just so weird to hear how just a short time ago we were right in the middle of it so i want to thank kate for bringing her perspective and her uh, ideology on bourbon to the show i want to thank everybody that's been listening these past two seasons we have thoroughly enjoyed bringing this program to you and i hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are doing it so without further ado we're going to get it started right now if you would please go do all the things hit like and subscribe on instagram and, and apple podcast and spotify and all the things We'll be back in a few weeks for the beginning of season three of the Bourbon Showdown podcast. But for right now, it is the season finale of season two of the Bourbon Showdown podcast. My name's Jesse Jones. This is Kate Whitenick with Bullet Bourbon. Let's start the show. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a fun Friday. Good happy hour. All good things. Most definitely. And and man, people have been so excited. They've been wanting me to get Bullet on here for a while. So we finally did it. We have Kate Whiteneck, the Bullet cultural ambassador for Bullet. And she is on the program today to walk us through some of the goodness that Bullet's got going on. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier, hopefully soon we can have some drinks in person. But for now. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, that's right. You said that North Carolina is part of your territory. It is. Yes, yeah. so I've got North Carolina, Georgia and Florida. So soon, soon, y'all. I feel good things about this year. Hopefully we'll get up there in the next whenever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hear that. I, I, I find myself also like I don't put a time frame to anything anymore. It's like I'm going to see you eventually. <laughs> time soup of a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do appreciate you coming on today. Bullet has been one of the most requested brands that we've gotten. Uh, you've got a lot of fans in North Carolina. So, yeah, the next time you're in town, let us know and we'll all show up to support. I absolutely will. And I, I love hearing that. So I'd really love to support you guys in person. But for now, maybe I can send you some swag from far from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. You guys have some cool swag, might I add. Oh, we uh, do. Those cups that you put out over Christmas. Uh, it's always fun when somebody has gotten 
because they'll bring it out in conversation. Like you'll be having uh, breakfast with somebody be like, oh, how are, you, how, are, how are those eggs sipping from a bullet <laughs> cup, sipping from a bullet cup? They're like, I got it. I got it. Good. They're super cool. They're great camping too. Like, and we partnered with Yeti this year, which was like a dream come true. So, Oh, that is just, that is awesome. That says something about the brand too, that you're able to partner with like a top tier brand like Yeti. Yeti. Right. Yeah, seriously goodness begets goodness, which is, which is good. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, I mean, you guys have been at the forefront of what's good in whiskey. I feel like you kind of have really surfed the, the, the most recent whiskey boom. Like when everybody was like starting to come around to different and new brands, Bullet was one of those first brands that really just, uh, okay, I, I want something new. I want something that is like a, it's a, it's a little elevated, but it's also uh, not what my dad drinks. And then boom, Bullet was right there and you guys just blew up oh seriously yeah we do pride ourselves on being like visionaries and on the forefront of the frontier and pushing envelopes and you know i'm really glad we did because the product speaks for itself the whole lineup's amazing and it's an honor to work on this brand oh i hear that so could you maybe uh could you start by just giving me a brief history of bullet and the and the products that you guys have going yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so our story starts in 1987 when Tom Bullet fulfilled a lifelong dream of reviving a 200-year-old family bourbon recipe, thereby creating the Bullet Distilling Company. Um, at the time, Bullet came onto the scene, like you said, bourbon had yet to capture the country's collective taste the way it has today. Uh, 80s were a different time, you know, a lot of like flavored vodkas, maybe like <laughs> a whiskey and soda, but Bullet Bourbon really did change the industry when we entered the market. And it's cool because to this day, Bullet is distilled and aged in the Bullet family tradition. So the high rye content gives it a bold, spicy flavor with that distinctive smooth finish. And then, of course, Kentucky limestone, water, filtered water, all those things provide the foundation for our bourbon's character. That perfect combination of uh, science and nature. Oh, it's just beautiful. And then um, after years of bartenders begging for a bullet rye expression, we uh -huh. introduced bullet rye in 2011. Uh, my team and I affectionately affectionately refer to it as the bartender's little darling. And it really, it really is. It's a straight rye whiskey, 95% rye, 5% malted barley. Because the bourbon is so high rye, we really had to like double down and make a pretty much straight rye whiskey. <laughs> well, it is delicious. Uh, that was actually the one that turned me on to you guys in the first place. Uh, everybody goes through phases of what they're drinking. And during an old fashioned phase, it was like, oh, man, you make an old fashioned with bullet rye. It is just spectacular. It is I hate saying my favorite expression because they're all my favorites and I try not right. to hurt the other one's feelings, but yeah, that <laughs> one is definitely up there. It's, it's great. And, um, we've done a few innovations since then. We've got two year round innovations. So the bullet tenure and then bullet barrel strength, which are the same Nashville as bullet bourbon, just creative. Right. And then we've got a couple limited time offerings. Um, the more rare bullet 12 year rye, which is great. Um, I've got a bottle on my bar. I'm lucky enough to have found one here. Yeah. And then <laughs> blender select, which is our newest uh, in the nice. single barrel. Very cool. Uh, uh, walk me through the blender select a little bit. Uh, it's so exciting. Let me find the bottle here. So this... 
is Blender Select, and it is super special because it was the first time Ebony Major, one, our, one of our blenders, was able yep. to sort of flex her creative muscles and create something uniquely hers, but then also uniquely Bullet. So this is made with three out of the 10 distillates that go into Bullet Bourbon, some in smaller quantities than others, but it really is incredible, man. It's like decadent, smooth. It's like a perfect like sipping whiskey. I've never mixed it with anything, truth be told. She did such a bang up job. I love her, by the way. Oh, she's the best. Like we're so blessed to have her. Um, this actually won number four on Whiskey Advocate this year. So yeah. that's super cool. Like we're very proud of her. That's awesome. Yeah, Ebony's doing such awesome things right now for the for the industry. It's it's just so fun watching her come out with new things. She's a powerhouse. I can't, I hope we get a Blender Select Double Zero Two sometime in the future. <laughs> well, it's just cool to see a blender finally getting their due. You know, like I take nothing away from distillers. Distillers are the magic, but the blenders are the taste. You know what I mean? It's so incredible and it's so mathematical in a way that a lot of people don't realize. Like she's got to have like one of the best noses in the biz, but she's on these like spreadsheets trying to like deduce what amount goes into that. It's just way above my skill set. So I'm thankful oh. for her and happy to drink the whiskey. <laughs> Most definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly in awe of both the, the, the distillers and the blenders because you hear what goes into both sides of that fence and you're like, I was an art major. There's no way I would be able to. Uh, 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 you lost me. You lost me as soon as you started doing the thing with the science and the math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they usually are so behind the scenes that it really is cool to see them in the spotlight because they, they deserve it. Totally agree. So uh, you said Bullet started in the 80s. When was the first Bullet Bourbon released to the public? 2001. That's insane. That is absolutely <laughs> insane. Because, I mean, since 2001, Bullet has grown into one of the best known whiskey brands like like of of whiskey brands like it's it's everywhere uh what do you attribute that to like it's obviously the taste like the, if it didn't taste good people wouldn't be coming back for it so many years later but like at that at that time when there wasn't that many bourbons out there what was it was it a uh, was it timing combined with just how good it was or was it that it was that high rye and it was just so different than anything out in the market at that time Probably a combination of all of those things, right? But most importantly, Bullet is a brand built by bartenders, and we really haven't forgotten about that. Um, so it's a huge thanks to them, word of mouth. We have so much support for the brand, but we also can't talk about the success of Bullet without talking about those people behind the scenes. We've got the world class team of distillers, blenders, whiskey experts. We've got, obviously, Ebony Major. We've got Andrew Mackay, her counterpart, and then Dwayne Kozlowski, who's our master distiller and just, like, a gem of a human being. Yep, I know Dwayne as well. He is uh, he's a trip. He's so sweet. Uh, so their job is to, you know, make and blend. We've got two high-rise mash bills combined with five yeast strains, which create the 10 unique distillates, which they methodically produce and blend day to day. And it's just super important for consistency and they're damn good at what they do. So Yes, <laughs> they lucky. are. It, it, it's, it's crazy because Bullet's one of those brands that you see everywhere. Like in terms of brand recognition, you guys – 
have really gone above and beyond. Uh, I always tell people, because I talk to a lot of distillers and a lot of new new craft distilleries that are opening their doors, the the good juice, it's, it's, it's just like uh, uh, comedy. Like being good is like a fourth of the job. Uh, then from there, after you're good, the rest of it is the marketing, the distribution, the, the handshakes and the bartenders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you guys have done all of that like not only is the juice good you've also branded yourself so smartly over the past 20 years 15 years it's it's just kind of you'll be watching something like i was watching yellowstone and kevin costner pulls out a bottle of bullet like i I, I mean you don't see that anywhere else that you guys are like the 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 largest little brand in whiskey i love that yeah it Really never gets old to see us on television. I actually saw Bullet on a HBO miniseries called High Maintenance, and I almost jumped out of my seat. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's popped up everywhere. High Maintenance. Uh, you'll, you'll be watching just any movie where they're drinking whiskey, and even if they don't show the bottle or they don't show the label, uh, you guys were smart enough to make your bottle stand out from other bottles. So you'll see like the back of that bottle in a shot and you're like, I know exactly who that is. (laughs) It really is awesome. I, we could get Beyonce on the whiskey train. Like that would be the real dream come true for me. (laughs) (laughs) If if anybody, uh, I I could see a a bullet and the queen Bay uh, combination, man, I sound old. I can't even say that. Like there's, there's no way that me saying queen Bay doesn't sound forced. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she said it and i believe you <laughs> I, I tried i immediately like uh I, i'm getting to the age where i recognize there's just certain things i'm never going to be cool enough to say again right yeah i'm, I'm not on like tiktok or anything either no. so I'm, I'm definitely not super hip with it <laughs> no I, i've tried like like uh TikTok was the I knew I was getting a little old because it was like uh, this is this is just annoying. Yeah, yeah, it's not for me either. <laughs> we'll just talk about whiskey instead. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, where did you get started? Like, like, did you always know you were wanting to work in whiskey? Like, what what's your background? Um, I owe my humble beginnings to bartending. <laughs> I was a bartender and bar manager at several spots in Georgia over the past decade. Um, Funny enough, Bullet was always my go-to in an old-fashioned. I do like a split base, half Bullet bourbon, half Bullet rye. Nice. Um, but I've always wanted to work in the spirits industry. The hospitality industry is my industry, and bartenders are my people. So when this job came up in Atlanta, I just knew I wanted it and had to have it. So a little hard work, a little luck, and a little opportunity, um, and I got the job of my dreams. I was going to say, it really does sound like the best job ever. Uh, uh, what, what, does, what does a day in the life of a brand ambassador look like? Like, what, what, what is your 2020 notwithstanding? If it, if it had been a normal year 2020, <laughs> what would it have looked like for you? So my goal as a brand ambassador is to essentially be the liaison between the brand and the community. Um, In pre-COVID times, we would travel the country with our bullet woody. And for anyone who's not familiar, it's like our wooden teardrop trailer, super cute, packed to the gills with booze, um, (laughs) and just spreading the good word of whiskey. We're slowly getting back to that responsibly, of course. Um, But day to day, I just make sure I'm supporting my market, the Southeast, um, as much as I can in every way possible that's awesome so you would be the person that like if if 
if there was a market that Bullet wasn't in yet, or if there was a market that was a little soft, you would go in and and kind of bring some goodness with you and just uh, uh, bring the party to the people when it comes to introducing them to it. <laughs> I love that. Yes, I think bringing the party to the people is maybe the best description of my job I've ever heard. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. So you basically do have the best job in the world. Uh, Absolutely. And I'm so insanely grateful because I started right before the pandemic. Um, They took a huge chance on me and I'm thankful every day for that. Well, that's awesome. And coming from the bar background, uh, I I like how you said you you split your old fashioned between the uh, bourbon and the rye. Uh, uh, How do you what's your what's your mix? Like, how do you make the perfect old fashioned? So I'll do ounce bullet bourbon, ounce bullet rye, a little bit of simple. I really don't like sweet old fashions. Me um, neither. <laughs> and then I'll do a couple dashes of aromatic bitters and a couple dashes of orange bitters. Oh, beautiful. Mix them up. I, I, I think people get so stuck in their ways that there's only one way to do something. Uh, like like me, me included. Like I remember when somebody first showed me that you could mix bitters. It was like the world expanding. It was like, Really? Yeah, you can mix rye, you can mix bourbon, you can mix the bitters. It just makes for a more flavorful, freaking old-fashioned. Yeah, it's super. It adds, like, a layer of complexity, too. But, yeah, first, like, I mean, split-laced cocktails really still aren't the norm. Um, So it's cool to kind of, like, dive into that. And we call it Mr. Potato Heading, where you can, like, you know, take out one thing, add another. And it's, it's just fun. It's like it's like science but fun <laughs> well, yeah well i mean that's the beauty of mixing cocktails in the first place and i completely agree that i like it to be whiskey forward i do not like a sugary uh, uh and I, I can't watch uh someone else make mine unless i trust them because you'll see them do things and my eyes aren't good at lying so what- like, <laughs> i don't order them out honestly very mm-hmm. often because you just you're Sometimes always disappointed. Put soda water in there, and that just really, in my opinion, doesn't right. ever belong there. <laughs> right. That's always the thing that kills me. You'll be sitting there, and they'll do it, and you'll be like, "All right, measured pour. I get it. I, I'm not at home. I'm not going to. Okay." <laughs> and then you'll see them like pull the, and just fill it up to the top with like no. water, or heaven forbid, the carbonated water, and you're just like, "All right, I guess I should have known. I should have known better." before I ordered one from Applebee's. It's my fault. It's on, it's on me, Kate. I Can I have a beer and a side of whiskey, please? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have got so many things going on. Uh, 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 what's on your, like, Bullet's obviously your go-to. I, 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 I get that completely. What, what else is on your shelf at home? Like, what, what's, your, what's your go-to day sipper right now? Yeah, so, uh, aside from Bullet, the, the of course. obvious. Bullet uh, is the given. Home- <laughs> it's like, could I work for her? Uh, my home <laughs> situation is a bit ridiculous. Um, I make a bunch of funky cocktails for a living, which is great. So all of the syrups, a bunch of bitters, cordials. I also love tequila and tiki. So yeah. Don Julio, Rum Zacapa, those are definitely house staples as well. Beautiful. Yeah, I've been on like a um, an aged tequila kick lately where just uh, a barrel aged tequila is just so good. It's so good. I mean, the powers of the oak are just right. I can't write a whole book about it. (laughs) 
Well, and I feel like all of our palettes, they go through phases where sometimes you want this, sometimes you want that. I used to ask people what their favorites were, but now I'm just at the point where like, what's your favorite today? Like, yeah. what, are you, what are you drinking right now? Because there's a place on the shelf for everything. Like, you, you know what I mean? Oh, of course. And on the Tiki train, um, Bullet Rye is great in my time, which, you know, really? more, you know, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I've always... Uh, I'll, I'll use bullet for my old fashioned and then I like it strong and I like it neat. So I'm a big I'm fan. That. <laughs> once that, once that proof goes high, I'm good with just like, if I'm in the mood, maybe open it up with a little bit of water, but, but I'm, I'm fine. Just uh, a clean Glen Karen glass and uh, a, a solid pour. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nothing uh, ends the day better than that. My friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so when the day is over, what do you do for fun? Like, like I know this year we've all had the same kind of fun, Netflix and whiskey, but when you're, when it's normal, what, what are what are your go-tos for relaxing? I'm super outdoorsy. So hiking, camping, I've got two dogs. I'm really just trying to get active and traveling, obviously, which like, what well, doesn't even come to mind anymore, which is kind of funny. Right, yeah, right. just being active, getting after it deviations from the norm right uh we we're, we're big kayakers in my house so we're, we're lucky we live close to a lake and that there is um nobody within six feet of you when you're kayaking so it hasn't really affected that that badly oh that's great yeah kayaks are definitely on my list of must buys i got a new car so i need a roof rack and a kayak <laughs> there you go and it's always fun to have a dog on a kayak because once they finish freaking out over being on the kayak they absolutely love it uh, my dog is such a water dog too she's like a little sea otter in a past life or something <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dog do you have she is an australian kelpie um i think she's mixed with like a border collie she's smaller definitely like a dingo dog but she turned 15 this year so oh, we wow. have a at home for her <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I've got a little Boston Terrier and she also she just turned 14. So I, I, I feel ah. you on that one. Geriatric doggos are the best. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, she's definitely at that age now where she does not do anything I tell her to. She only does what she wants to. And then she'll look at you like, man, I've earned this. If I yeah. bar- <laughs> and you're if like, I wanna- you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm barking at you because I'm hungry. Feed me. I am the queen. <laughs> We've been doing this for years now. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's been all over the place because we were in New York for so long. And then we moved to the beach and now we're in uh, North Carolina. So she's she's a traveled pup. She's seasoned. I like that. Mm-hmm. So what's next for Bullet? You guys have released the 10-year, the barrel select. Uh, you've got your blend, that, that, that awesome, awesome freaking ebony blend. So what, what's, what's next? What's, what's down the road for you guys? So at, at Bullet, we're constantly challenging ourselves to push boundaries and ask what's next, you know? And mm-hmm. we pride ourselves on being unapologetically unafraid to innovate, always trying new things. What I've been working on um, locally is, well, actually nationally, we're doing like Bullet and Beer programming. So oh. I've partnered with a brewery in Decatur, actually, so where I live. It's called Wild Heaven, and we did a couple limited time offer releases. We did an Imperial Scotch Ale and Bullet Rye Barrels, and then an Imperial Stout and Bullet Bourbon Barrels. So that oh, was... Wow. An amazing process. I got to, you know, be with them every step of the way since I'm so close. And it's really cool to see how the oak really does influence the flavor after like one month, three months 
five months. Um, well, so especially cool. those picks, like that is a solid pairing when you start putting the barrel into that. So, oh yeah, they did a really bang up job. The Scotch ale, which is really underrepresented on the beer frame, I agree. Uh, I agree. Was nice and like malty, and then the stout was sweet, decadent. Um, and now we're kind of working on this year. Um, we're gonna do a Belgian triple and a quad in the bullet bourbon ten year barrels. So, oh wow. We don't really know how to make weak beers, but it's <laughs> the season, right? <laughs> what percent do those beers come out at? The 95 shilling, which was a Scotch ale, was 9%. And yeah. then 437 miles south, which is a distance from Shelbyville to the brewery here in Avondale, um, that was 10. <laughs> That's awesome. And what was that one called? 100. 437 miles south stout. That is where you wake up when you finish drinking it. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but they're amazing, actually. I'll have to get your address and send you some. Oh, if you're that's, that sounds heavenly because North Carolina, I mean, we are beer country. We've got the water, so everybody and their brother makes a killer beer in North Carolina. And uh, we, we the, who is it up the road? They make a beer. It is 14%. That's not even legal here in Georgia. That's powerful. We have nicknamed that time travel. Uh, <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> uh huh. Because at fourteen percent, that is the percentage of your day you're not going to remember before you wake uh, up at home. That's great. Yeah, North Carolina has amazing breweries. So now that I've kind of got the ways of working locally, I'm definitely setting my sights to y'all because you guys have no shortage of amazing breweries. Well, good Lord, if you need help there, I've got friends in Asheville that makes, and Charlotte, that makes some phenomenal freaking uh, Highland in Asheville, actually. They make a Scotch Ale that's freaking good. Ooh, awesome. Yeah, you really don't hear of Scotch Ales ever, really. <laughs> Which is weird, because as the landscape has expanded, it's the same with the whiskey landscape. As people push into new territories, I would think the Scotch Ale would have a place on the shelf just because of how interesting it is, you know? Yeah, multi, but like, yeah, it's a powerhouse. Completely. Uh, I, I still want to see like a, a bullet toasted barrel. I, I, I think that could be fun. That would be the dream. So uh, along with the bullet, along with uh, all of the good whiskey, uh, the one of the reasons I actually wanted to talk to you guys today is you've been doing some pretty cool things with philanthropy. And uh, specifically, 2020 being such a hard year, you've, you've partnered with a couple different teams. Uh, walk me through your relationship with American Forests. Yeah, and this one is like a huge passion point for me. Just, you know, I love our national parks and lands and hiking. So this has been just awesome to hear and learn about. Um, so with Bullet, we've always had a passion for sustainability. So I'll kind of walk you through how it started and how it's going. Um, I think Perfect. that's like the easiest like time frame. Um, so our passion for sustainability began day one when we opened the BDC. Um, there, we focus on reducing carbon emissions. We've got an on-site water retention pond for water conservation, and we boast a zero waste to landfill site, which is great. Um, all that continued in 2019 when we opened the visitor center where we eliminated single-use plastics. We've got a garden out back for fresh garnishes. We really just try to create a very small footprint for ourselves and 
we're continuing that. We're opening a new distillery. It's it's spelled Lebanon, but in Kentucky they say Lebanon. Of <laughs> so course, of course. It's in Lebanon, Kentucky, um, which is super <laughs> exciting because it'll lead with the production of Bullet Bourbon and will be the first and largest carbon neutral distillery for Diageo. Wow. So, that's how it started. And now we're partnering with American Forest to, we're pledging to plant a million trees over five years um, because the oak tree is so vitally important to our industry. And we're just trying to give back and leave the world a little bit better than we found her and do our part for the environment. Well, that was the part that I thought was so cool that specifically the industry that needs the oak uh, to, to have the foresight to go back and start planting more. I, I just thought that was a great way to to give back and kind of push it forward a little bit. That's uh, so it's so noble because I mean without the white oak tree there is no bourbon. Oak barrels are essential to our supply chain and with this commitment to plant a million trees, we're just trying to make sure this valuable resource thrives. And it is actually like the cornerstone species for the forest here in the eastern United States as well. Yep. Yep. And uh, to your point, like we all enjoy going to the national parks and uh, if, if we're taking that, then we need to put something back in our place. Right, right. Just trying to be conscientious and just do the right thing, you know, do right by our beautiful world. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that you guys are doing, which I think is pretty awesome, is the Bullet Frontier Fund. And, and walk me through that a little bit because that's, that's, that's a big one. Yeah, this one is so important just because restaurants have been so impacted by this pandemic. Um, Again, Bullet was built by bartenders and those Mm -hmm. in the hospitality industry. So with the Frontier Fund, we're aiming to put bartenders back to work, you know, helping bartenders do what they do best. Um, So last year, we pledged $250,000 to the North American hospitality industry. And we've done that through various nonprofit organizations, um, USBG, which the USBG in North Carolina is amazing. Um, Another round, another rally, Southern Smoke. Um, We're also taking a variety of different actions to support those in the industry, including we're doing like a hashtag bullet bar skills content series. Um, It's a paid partnership. We've got a partnership with Sourcecraft Cocktails who employs bartenders to, it's like a to-go cocktail delivery service. Um, So the I know we don't have it here either. It's kind of a bummer. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. A to-go cocktail service. What? Uh, Mind blown. Tell me, tell me. They just, I want an old fashioned and then they bring me an old fashioned. They were doing a pecan old fashioned for a while. They did a lion's tail. So the bartenders would batch all these cocktails and deliver them to your door. I'm like, what? Can we get one in here, please? I'm serious. (laughs) North Carolina needs to catch up a little bit. I do, we do too, man. Um, but then also like the Bullet Frontier Labs where we use utilize bartenders for those just to, you know, spread knowledge. I think one of the things that this pandemic has highlighted is that a lot of people don't know how to make drinks at home, you know? <laughs> Doesn't that blow your mind though? <laughs> so with that, some bartenders, you know, they'll show you how to make an old fashioned or a cold brew old fashioned and just sort of like elevate your home bar game the way oh, that we can. What is a homebrew old fashioned? Oh, I did um, a cold brew oh, old fashioned. So I, you know how there's always like coffee left over in the morning. So I'll pour it into an ice tray, um, put like make a typical old fashioned, throw like a maybe an ounce of cold brew in there, and then your coffee cube. 
What? Yeah. I'll make you one sometime. <laughs> yes. I, I'm sitting here. I'm just like, um, I'm trying to figure out what question to ask you that would go long enough for me to go make one of those right now. <laughs> because that sounds... Take you to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so you build your old fashioned, then you put a splash of the cold brew and a cold brew ice cube in it. Little chocolate bitters. Oh little, my little goodness. Candy. Yeah. It's yes. good. Okay, that is happening next. Uh, I don't know. Well, you're in Georgia, so it's, we're on the same time frame. It is, it is more than late enough in the day for me to make one of those after this. Yeah, it's Friday. That is awesome. <laughs> and, and, right? Like, this is the day for it. Uh, you got any plans for the weekend? Um, I was supposed to go camping, but I forgot I had a staff training tomorrow. So I'll probably just ride bikes and, you know, enjoy. It's supposed to be beautiful, so... It is supposed to be the first pretty weekend that we've had in a while. So I'm sure the we've got the belt line here, which is just basically like an adult playground. Like it's a big sidewalk that goes around Atlanta. So maybe just ride some bikes there and hope that there's not a billion people outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, every time I come through Atlanta, I always thoroughly enjoy it. And it's also a reminder of what real traffic looks like. Gosh, man. And it was great for a while, but it is just uh, back with a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think well, anyone can drive down here. <laughs> I've got a lot of production buddies in Atlanta, you know, working on various film and TV projects. And uh, they said the same thing, like, like, the only good thing to come out of those first few months was that if I had to go in, I could get there in like 10 to 15 minutes versus an hour and a half. Right. That's how, you know, it's apocalyptic when that happens. <laughs> right. Well, that was all I could picture was like that first scene from the walking dead where like the high, the highways are just empty. It was a lot like that. Yeah. But now oh. back to people texting and driving and wrecks all over the place and we don't even have snow or ice <laughs> right right well, uh, is atlanta uh, it's probably similar to charlotte like if you get like a fourth of an inch of snow everybody freaks out and the whole town shuts down oh yeah we were um humiliated i think it was like 2016 um we had the snow apocalypse where people were stuck in their cars on the highway for oh, like no. 14 hours we don't know how to deal with snow I remember uh, I used to work for the news and they would make you sleep there. Like they would be like, all right, everybody just bring something warm because we're bunkering down. We've got snow coming. And then it, you would get like less than an eighth of an inch of snow. And you'd be like, you made me sleep at work for less than, than an eighth of an inch of snow. And it was always, uh, 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 you couldn't find beer, whiskey, or milk. Mm. Oh, toilet paper was big for us down here too. It was like, um, Oh, yes. Uh, uh, you really don't understand how fragile we all are until you can't find toilet paper and your entire world changes. What a what a weird year that was. <laughs> yeah, everyone's buying up milk and bread like they're making like milk sandwiches or something. <laughs> right. Everybody, just a full year of French toast. <laughs> a Charmin French toast. That's all anybody was making in 2020. I got a lot of questions and very little answers on people shopping. <laughs> shopping uh, it was pretty cool, though, to watch how uh, industries pivoted, though. Like uh, so so many places. Yeah. And, and you guys, specifically the bourbon industry, I thought did a great job of not only keeping supply chains open, but also like uh, using that time to kind of do a, uh, uh, a self 
bring yourself back up to speed with everything. Like, I think we're going to see a lot of innovation in the next two or three years, and we're going to have last year's catch-up period to thank for it. I think so. Yeah, we did see a lot of cool innovations coming out of the pandemic. And with everyone stuck at home, you know, we had a lot of free time to like experiment. And I'm definitely excited to see what we do this year. Oh, most definitely. And uh, I always like to, to before you sent me a, a lot of wonderful bottles that I'm thoroughly looking forward to tasting with you. Uh, before we get to that, I always like to ask people if there was a Mount Rushmore of whiskey, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore? It can be distillers. It can be blenders. It can be anybody that you think has made a difference in whiskey. Oh, man. I'm going to have to gas up Ebony Major. Like, let's get a woman yeah. on Mount Rushmore. I mean, she's more than deserving. So that would be my vote. I dig that. I dig that. So now you have sent me, what order do you think we should go? I, I feel like a kid in a candy store. You've sent, you've sent me so much. I know. Something to keep you warm. I always start <laughs> with um, our flagship, Bullet Bourbon. It's the reason that we're here. Grab Great. My- I've got these cute little Glen Caring glasses, which I know you'll like. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You guys yeah. do. Every, all the swag you do is so freaking cool. I'll definitely have to make sure you get your fair share. I, I know where to find some. <laughs> so I always, uh, do you have a preference open? Like I always like to, when I'm tasting with somebody, open the bottle right when I start. Like, do you have a preference? Do you open it an hour before? Do you open it yesterday and just let it sit for a little bit? I was prepping for you, so I just opened them this morning and poured them about an hour ago. Beautiful. So nice and a little oxygen. So the 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 bourbon and the rye, uh, the bourbon and the rye were your first offerings, uh, bourbon then rye. Uh, but I think what this one brought to the table uh, way back when was this was a sipper. Like this was a lot of people's first experience with a bourbon that you could just put an ice cube in or sip neat and you didn't have to mix it. And, and for people coming out of the, um, I don't, I don't know about you, but, but college for me, you weren't drinking to enjoy as much. Like you, you were drinking, uh, uh, whiskey and Coke or whiskey and ginger, or you were drinking, um, any concoction of, of something that you could do while hanging out with people at a bar or, or yeah. wherever you were at. Definitely where, dive bar, poor college student vibes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think bullet was one of those first bottles for a lot of people where you want to try something better than that lifestyle. And you're, right. young, and you're young enough that you want it to be something that you still have heard is really good, but you don't want it to be, something you have to mix right something that's not breaking the bank either you know like for the price point and for the quality and consistency i mean i'm super biased but i think it's the best out there well it it, for the price point you really can't beat it right and for the consistency i feel people uh you you burn people when first bottle great second bottle and third bottle maybe i'll move on to another brand you're like what happened (laughs) right right you guys have built a brand loyalty just from having a consistent juice that is all the time what you're looking for. It's true. And we really do owe all of that to our amazing team at the BDC and our amazing trade friends. Like we would not have come this far without them. Totally. So, so I've got this thing here. It is a beautiful color. It, it's what uh, 90 proof. Is that correct? 90 proof. It's a really pretty like, amber color reminds me of um 
the doctor's walking stick in Jurassic Park. Where it's like oh. <laughs> well said. Well said. I, I will now have to get me like a mosquito ice cube just to sit in the middle <laughs> and walk, walk around with it. Maybe that's the next new big innovation. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be, I'll sell those at the comedy, at the, at the comedy shows, the mosquito ice cubes. There you go. So yeah, uh, really beautiful amber color. I, I love how many ways like you can say the hue, like, you know, amber and russet, but yeah, I do think this is like pretty spot on amber. I like to open my mouth a little bit, take a little sniff, you know, prep your palate and give you the full sensory experience. It's got such a good nose. It's got a very even nose. You're getting vanilla. You're getting that, that spice is coming through from the heavy rye content. Big, rich oak. Uh-huh. Getting a lot of that oak. And then it kind of it kind of comes full circle and you like it you get vanilla all over again like the uh -huh. vanilla is just working its way through. It really is amazing with like the seasons in Kentucky how over time you really just pump so much like caramel oak to the actual liquid. Well, I think the caramel is one of the things that brought so many of us back to whiskey when we were re rediscovering spirits. Because it's, uh, it's got a flavor that is very inviting. And if you're looking for something that you don't have to worry about being too abrasive, I, I, I think bourbon's a great way to go. It's that warm Kentucky hug. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Smooth, very, very vanilla forward. Uh, you're getting that spice. Oh, wonderful. I love that spice. Like, mm -hmm. it's just... It's so comforting. You know, you get like nutmeg, clove, caramel. Mm -hmm. like I always call them baking spices. So I feel like that's just the way I feel too. It's just like warm and hearty and you get that Kentucky hug just going yep. down. Yep. It's uh, it, it, it's, it really is wonderful. It's got like this, oh, you said it. You've got the spice. You've got the vanilla. That oak comes back around. And it actually won um, double gold medals in 06 in 2016. So I guess the world agrees with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love that. And I, the more you learn about how they test, it's, it's legit. Like, like when you win, there is no, they saw the label and they gave you one. No, you're going in blind and you're up against everybody. And if you win double gold, that means you've, you've impressed the hell out of somebody. I know. What a cool job that would be, too. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I was talking with somebody about that the other day. Uh, I, I had not I, – I, I said exactly that. I was like, man, that's got to be such a cool job. And they were like, well, wait. You can't get, you can't get inebriated. Mm -hmm. Like, while you're doing Sorry. this, you have to be <laughs> on point. And then it went from – it just – now it sounds hard. Like That is more work, actually, than I would anticipate. <laughs> right? Because not only do you have to taste like 70 of them, you have to keep your palate clean and you can't slur your words. I don't know if I'd be able to do either one of those. Yeah, that's where water comes in handy and mm -hmm. drinking responsibly. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> a thousand percent. Yes. <laughs> So then you've got that long finish. I think that's one of the things too that I like about Bullet is it doesn't go away. It, it it's not scared to let that thing sit there for a little bit. And uh, the finish is just you get that hug like you were saying, and you still yeah, got a good. Linger. I love yeah. that lingering feeling. 
of and a good mouthfeel at the end of it as well. Like even after it's gone, it's still sitting there, and that sweetness is on like the side of your tongue and the top of your mouth. Mm -hmm. It is cool to see like areas of the tongue, like the palate sort of activates. You know, I think that's uh -huh. like the best way to put it. Activate is a very good way to put it. And you do the same thing I do when we're doing this. Like when I'm trying to figure out what I'm tasting, I have to look away, especially when we're looking at each other, because it, it, it's just weird to me to be like making direct eye contact and going, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely getting allspice. Yeah. What are you getting? <laughs> right, right. It's just a little too. I look off, look off to the right. You're, 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 you're dreaming. You're dreaming of whiskey. Something like very important. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that over time because when I first started doing this with people, I would be like making way too much eye contact while I was trying to figure out what it was. I was like, uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm, yes. I like that. I like it. You're just like, no, that's, that's weird. <laughs> Society, you I never thought I'd see. <laughs> <laughs> well, too, it just creates like, because you, you need time to figure things out when you're tasting. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. And that far away stare get, buys you a minute. Think of the right words and combination of flavors. Well, it's weird, too, because with uh, I, I feel like people get hung up on their descriptors. Like I always try to tell people if you're going to if you want to describe it, don't don't try and be fancy. Just listen to your mouth and whatever it's telling you say that. Right. And everyone's palate's different, which is super important. Like when I started, I, I was nervous, you know, so I wanted uh -huh. to do all the right things. And, you know, just because we taste clove and nutmeg someone might only get vanilla you know it's just everyone's body's different and that's okay <laughs> a thousand percent and and we all have an uh, our each palette is a fingerprint and uh when you are getting something and again it, it too um, i've started just I've, I've had somebody uh give me the advice that just when you're cooking start start sampling the spices uh, as you cook, or if you're working with flour, just just try flour, like anything that you can to expand your palate, because right. then eventually you're going to get that nutmeg and it, your, 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 your thought library is going to have nutmeg in it. And you're going to be like, I get nutmeg now. No, that's a great point, honestly. Yeah. And it's, it's cool just to see how similar cooking in the kitchen and like bartending and distilling all of these like things that seem completely separate are actually very similar. Well, I always like to say that bartenders would make great chefs because they're able to feel their way through a, a, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Man, you would think I'm a terrible cook. <laughs> oh, really? I would have thought otherwise. But I always liken distillers to bakers and and um and, and like bartenders to cooks and because a dash of this a dash of that and you get something great where a distiller is more like if you put a dash of this and a dash of that the bread's not going to rise so right. they're like formulaic versus follow your follow your flavor follow your tongue i think that analogy probably works for everyone maybe i'm just intimidated by food but yeah definitely not the cook in my relationship <laughs> oh man i lucked up i didn't have to be uh my wife is half german half italian so i win you are good yeah you are living the dream <laughs> it's it's phenomenal she made sauce from scratch last night and I, I i i just got to enjoy it i got to walk into the room and be like what's that she like made sauce from scratch i'm like yeah okay thank you <laughs> I'll, I'll sit down and i'll sit down now <laughs> so now we're moving on to the bullet rye 
We can do that. I typically oh, oh, I'm sorry. Tell me, tell me where to go. Tenure, um, yes. just to sort of, they're, since they're the same mash bills, then you can taste immediately one after the other what a difference yes. the years can make. And the 10 years actually aged anywhere from 10 to 13 years. But with the laws of bourbon, we have to put the youngest age statement on the bottle. But what's floating around on the market right now is actually closer to 12 to 13 years. So it's a great value for that old of a whiskey, which is super cool. Most definitely. Uh, I've never had this one. I'm looking forward to having this one with oh, you. Oh, it's very exciting. I actually was just in Savannah for work last week, and a lot of people down there hadn't had it either. So I'm happy to spread the good word because it's amazing and available all the time. So. Oh, my God. I love Savannah so much. It is, it's one of my favorite Southern, uh, I, I call it a town. I know it's a city, but it's got that little, it's got that small town feel. You're totally uh, right, yeah. I was there for a, a show one weekend and it was just, you know, you're in town and you, I, I don't like to just sit in the hotel during the day. I, I don't know about you. If I'm in a new place, I like to experience everything that they've got going on. Especially Savannah. Yeah, there's so much to explore. So many little pockets of neighborhoods and historic houses and beautiful parks. Like it is so pretty. Well, I'm in that park with the beautiful trees in the fountain, right? And there is a bridal party and they're doing their girls weekend. This is obviously pre-pandemic uh, and they're doing their bachelorette weekend and they've got, they're doing like a, uh, like a, like a, what's the thing where, a, a, a hunt a scavenger hunt. Oh, yes yes and one of the things was to take a picture with with a guy obviously not the not the groom to be and they ask me and i say yeah sure i'll do <laughs> you one better so um she gets the picture and i i i i i pick her up you know like and they all pose <laughs> and we do a fun photo where we're all doing like a rick flair woo, woo. Well, <laughs> love that there were 18 of them so my arms they were prepared to take one picture yeah they were ill prepared for every lady in the bridal party to oh, then no. go, wait, 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 hold her, hold her right there. I want to take a picture too. So oh, no. by the time they get to like the last lady, my right arm gives away and whoever has that film, they all have pictures. It looks like a stop motion animation of me getting more and more tired. And then the oh, last photo <laughs> is just a picture of the bride being dropped. <laughs> That is a great story. That's, <laughs> that's really phenomenal. You'd think they could all just share the one picture, but that's, we know that's not how people operate. <laughs> right? I, I couldn't figure it out. It was like, just just tag everybody. Yeah. You <laughs> but I guess, harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that just shows me before I go to Atlanta next time, or before I go to Savannah next time, I'm going to have to get some upper body in. Right, yeah. I guess um, I'm, I didn't get the memo either, but no one asked <laughs> me to hold them. So... <laughs> So I lucked out there. <laughs> oh, okay. The 10 years immediately, you're, you're, it's spicier. It, the notes are more pronounced in the nose. Mm. Oh, this smells amazing. Dark brown, orange tint. Um, all of bourbon's color comes from the aging process. So you really can see what the difference a few years makes. Oh, completely. Yeah, big, big oak, vanilla. This is Sometimes. one of those, I, I want it to be a candle. I want it to just be a candle and, and be lit always in the background. It should be. On my market visit to Savannah, one of the guys actually dropped an entire bottle of 10 years. So the restaurant smelled all 
<laughs> and it wasn't bad. I mean, it's better than a lot of spirits out there. <laughs> I felt so bad for him, a poor guy. He turned like bright red. Oh, of course. Oh man, that is uh, that is. I, there's no worse feeling. We we we've all dropped a bottle at one point in our lives, and you just sit there like like what do I? Your immediate instinct is to like do I? Can I salvage this in any way? Like, <laughs> like, do, we, do we mop it up and then wring it out back into something? No, just 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 stare at it. Uh, uh, don't pour another one out for solidarity because you've already done that. Just <laughs> pour one out for the homies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't pour one out for the homies if you just broke a bottle. <laughs> We two homies that we've now covered, yeah. <laughs> right. So. All right. Oh, the nose is so good. Oh, I completely get what you're talking about. You are getting all of, oh, man, it is so much more pronounced and peppery. You're almost getting like a, a pepper with this one. Truly, yeah. Um, and it just kind of coats your entire mouth, which is cool. Like, it's just a perfect nightcap whiskey, kind of like creme brulee vibes almost. I, I really love the 10-year. What is the proof on this guy? At 90. Really? 91.2. Oh, I dig it. Because he's got a heft to him that the regular bourbon, you can definitely see that it's a heightened expression from the previous. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But they're totally, they're totally related. Like you can just see how one goes. It, it's, it's just levels. It's like if the first one was Mario level one, this one's like Mario level five. <laughs> On a cloud. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now all I, I can't help myself. I'm still a child. I just want to drink it and go. Whop, 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 whop. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Man, mm. that's good. It's just so smooth and well-balanced and it's sweet, but it still has that high rise spiciness to it. Exactly. You get the sweet, uh, but the spice is where it's at with this one. Like mm -hmm. the, the sweet is a fun thing to have in the car with you, but this one is totally the, the, the spice is what's driving it. Which is why I love that so much about the high rise mash bill. Cause it doesn't get lost in Oak or mm -hmm. cocktails. Like it really just stands own and is it's a force to be reckoned with and i i love that but it's still so smooth like it's not it's not uh burning down the 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 cabin so to speak like there's still room for your palate to get like i just like the finish is still hitting me and now my tongue is like 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 just instinctively uh when when you're when you're profile hits something that it likes like it immediately salivates for more and mm -hmm. this, right, like tingly like yeah. spike senses it's the it's thing you have a whole bottle for you <laughs> you can have as much as you want well that's the beauty uh i always when when you guys send me good stuff i always make sure that i share i think it's incredibly important for people to share good spirits oh, and i i i, I I have no problem with if you want to collect it because again everybody if you run out you don't have any more so i'm never a pro i don't have a problem with buying two bottles but when you when you finish the first bottle go ahead and open the second one you don't have to be uh you don't have to wait forever yeah just, that's what it's for you know like community and sharing and just yeah, yeah friends serving friends sort of is the way that i always looked at bartending and kind of is applicable to this as well I think so. I, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, it serves the 
it serves the company well and it serves you well me me specifically for what i do uh to invite people to experience it and uh you know it's during this time nobody send me angry letters i'm not going out and to a crowd of people i don't know we've been <laughs> taste this whiskey <laughs> yeah yeah hello stranger come within six feet of me and try this uh but we we have been very fortunate in that i my my neighborhood it's a we're in a cul-de-sac so at the very beginning, we all made like a pact because we all had small children and all the small children were going to play with each other, whether we told them not to or not. Right. So we just made like that agreement that as long as everybody abides by the rules, we can all we can all hang out. Yeah. As, as soon as you don't abide by the rules, you are going to be out of the circle. And then, sorry, you, it's going to be a lot harder to get into the circle than it would be, you know, out. Right. Uh, so when I get good bottles, I just invite everybody over and we, we celebrate. I think that's important. Isolation has been like one of the hardest things about the pandemic. So I think, yeah, having just like little close circles or circles us is totally. Exactly. Uh, cognitive circles where you're not doing it just to be around people you don't know. Right. Right. Exactly. So where do you want to go from here? Let's kick it to the rye. We'll get yeah. that. Like, yeah cooling sensation i know you've had it but it's always good to do a refresher right oh i love it i love your rye so much and so yeah this... again just 95 percent rye five percent malted barley 100 percent the best oh and you get it off the nose immediately like you get that almost spearmint coming off That's of it exactly yeah it's I always describe it's like big green flavors matching the label. Um, so it's yep. like very cooling. You get that like mint, menthol. Eucalyptus. Yeah, just all good things. I love it. And now this is actually my wife's favorite. Like whenever we're, if there's a pour or an old fashioned, she'll request this be uh, what I use. Good woman. Love that. Hey, she, uh, uh, when, when, I got everything this week. She was helping me unpack it. And she's like, oh, good. I was hoping they would send you one. And I look and she's holding <laughs> it and it's the rye. And you never saw it again. <laughs> <laughs> I've already had to go back to the store to get this one that we're drinking right now. That first one, it's gone. <laughs> no hard, no foul. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Man, this is. The nose is another one of those noses that the uh, it's it's spearmint, it's menthol, it's eucalyptus, and then you go in for it. Mm. It's so smooth, and it just does it just completely. The of it all, like it's just very, it's like rye bread versus corn red. Corn right. bread, you get like that, like just like very herbal, herbaceous, earthy. Oh, like bot botanical. And I like that it sort of like dances along the tongue um, and then kind of like falls off the sides, but it's, it's so killer in Manhattan. Like it's my go-to for Manhattan because the, just the herbal notes really jive so well with like sweet vermouth. Like it's just chef's kiss. How much uh, sweet vermouth do you use when you make yours? Cause I find mine, if I, if I, if I'm not careful, my Manhattan will be too sweet. I'm, I'm, I lowball it a little bit. So I only do like, 0.75 ounces sweet vermouth um, mm. or like a little bit less. Yeah, it can be too punchy. It can be. Uh, and I think too, people, as they grow into their cocktail making, they don't understand that you don't have to buy that bottom shelf uh, sweet vermouth that they have at the liquor store. You Do learn you... that the hard way. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I go, 
it, you, you, now that is something that I will I will break down and I will order online because not all of the places in control states have that good sweet vermouth. That's a good point. Yeah, it's definitely worth um, the splurge. You know, like you get what you pay for in most aspects of life, and especially that one. <laughs> and that is a thousand percent. And then when you open it, uh, if you're listening to this, put it in the fridge when you're done. I, I know that is not customary for your spirits, but for your sweet vermouth, if you want it to last longer, just put it in the fridge, or or else it's going to start turning on you. Yeah, it's fortified wine. Put your vermouth in the fridge, please. For yep. your own good. <laughs> uh, and if you don't believe me, go see your grandma and ask her to make you an, a Manhattan. And, and when she pulls out that sweet vermouth that is from the Christmas of 1986, you'll understand what Kate and I are talking about. <laughs> You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> You're going to have like a grape Manhattan. Mm. The rye actually also received double gold and gold medals from the San Francisco World Spirits competition. So they know what they're doing up at the BDC. I tell you what. Good Lord. Uh, I, I, I love the, I love the bourbon, but the, the rye always just has such a special place for me from you guys. I'm with you. It's just, um, so it's good. part of my bartender handshake, you know, like a, a beer and like a little side of bullet rye. Like there's just really nothing better after a, a long day of, talking about whiskey <laughs> <laughs> oh man i've been drinking whiskey all day long i need to relax hey honey can i get a beer and a shot of whiskey <laughs> i've actually i've got a show tonight so if um if the show goes poorly i'm probably going to have you guys on speed dial just so i can uh I'll, I'll, I'll pull you up and be like guys these are these are the people <laughs> blame her <laughs> yeah Kate, kate's been feeding me bullet all afternoon so <laughs> It normally helps the show. Let me tell you, it's not going to hurt anything. Uh, yeah. What's it called? Like calms the nerves or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you can't tell by now, I've got like a little bit of ADHD anyway. So uh, it, it helps me focus more than anything. It slows me down a little bit. So I'm not a mile a minute on stage. Hey, everyone's got their um, their ritual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if, if bullets yours, I'm happy about that. <laughs> hey, it's it's a solid. Um, it took me forever to to do anything like that before a show just because when you're younger uh especially in new york you might go out shows don't start until late so you might go out with friends before you hit the stage and then you're on stage and you're like hey everybody you're like no (laughs) if if you're if you're a comic and you're trying to figure out what you're doing uh do me a favor record yourself the next time you tell your friends that no it's going to make me better record that set and tell me what you thought about it Oh, to be young. Yeah, we definitely learned some life lessons along the way. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, luckily, it wasn't me that I had to watch to learn that from. I saw somebody go up and they were just just almost incoherent. And you're like, ooh, okay, reminder, never be that guy. Yeah, just, just don't do it. Always yeah. drink water. Yes, indeed. Uh, as we said earlier, always drink responsibly. <laughs> Now we move on to the grand finale. The big boy. The big one. So this is Bullet Bourbon Barrel Strength. This one's super cool, hot off the presses. Um, So same Mashville that goes into the Bullet Bourbon in 10 year, but we just don't proof it down. So no water added, no chill filtration. It's a cool 124 proof. Um, It's great camping because it carries its own weight. (laughs) Yes, indeed. But it is. 
it smells it smells awesome like the oak in the nose is just like it, it sings and how hefty of a whiskey it is like you really you don't get that singe you know like it doesn't smell like it's 124 proof no it really does not it it it, it the nose is very It's not burning. The nose is not like setting you on fire. The note, like like the ethanol, is not coming off of it like you would expect from something that's almost one twenty. It's still just like very balanced, like even still without the water added or anything. Uh, balanced is the perfect word for it. Uh, I am I'm excited to try this. I, I feel like. Uh, the journey that we've been on uh, and to anybody listening or watching this right now, what, what I would ask for you to do is of course, go get all four bottles of bullet. Uh, but after you've collected these, I would do what we've done here today and just go one right after the other, because if you go from the bullet to the 10 year, to the rye, to the barrel, you are really going to experience the full, the full plethora of, of what the offering is. Yeah, it's a good little journey for yourself and your palate, you know, a little roller coaster ride. <laughs> well, I think when you go from from 90 to 90 plus to 100 plus, your your tongue learns. Like mm-hmm. you're you're teaching your palate the difference between the different characteristics that you get from each stage. No, exactly. Yeah. Mm super clean i honestly get a little bit of honey this time that i don't usually get when i drink mm-hmm. that just... and that wow. silence everybody that silence was pure enjoyment <laughs> that was Fair. us just sitting there uh, we both had the same look on our face just like yes this is what it's supposed to be such a solid whiskey it i love really it is. and like for it's been so just awfully cold here but uh-huh. <laughs> put it in some like spy hot cocoa like Ooh. nice little toddy it really it it holds its own uh it, it it really is it totally holds its own and um i i trend towards spicier anyway so as as much as i like the rye and the rye has been my favorite up until this point like the the spice that you get off of this the baking spice plus a little bit of that maple that's in there mm-hmm. I, I i this thing is a juggernaut <laughs> i love that and it really kind of like resonates on the back of your tongue too which i like and you know how we've got the kentucky hug i sometimes call this one kentucky fire but it's still yeah. like super it's bold without being overpowering Exactly. And it hits the back of the throat and like it makes the side of your jaw like it does that thing that I love in spicy bourbons where the sides of your jaw inside your mouth are kind of tingly as it goes for the hug. That's that's honestly one of my favorite parts for auto whiskeys too. Mm. Man, that is good. I think a new a new champ was crowned for me right there. I think this one just replaced Rye as my favorite. Wow, yeah. I love that. Wow, that is Expanding really good. Expanding our palates quite literally. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as we as we speak. Well, good yeah, lord. That was I love awesome. Lineup. It's like a bourbon for or a whiskey for every occasion, you know, like each has their space and time and they're all wonderful. So whatever you're feeling at that particular moment, have we got a whiskey for you? <laughs> I a thousand percent agree. I think it's one of those things where What's your favorite today 
the other one will be your favorite tomorrow. So mm-hmm. it's, it's you're going to uh, what n- never um, restrict yourself is what I tell people. Like if you are drinking something and it doesn't hit you right the first time, put it away for a couple weeks. Wait until uh, you're in the because sometimes you'll have a specific taste in mind. And if what you grab isn't that specific taste, it's by no fault of the bourbon's fault that you're not. It's not your jam that day. It's just not right. what you were in the mood for. Exactly. So, yeah. But try it again tomorrow or try it again in a week or two. It, it's going to eventually you'll find the day that matches the drink. And taste buds change over time. So there, there's always a, always opportunity for the future if it doesn't like fit your vibe today. That's a thousand percent correct. And uh, I'm hoping, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the bartending background, do not hesitate, people. Don't don't think that just because it's been on the shelf doesn't mean that you can't keep enjoying it. Uh, uh, bourbon sits on a bartender's bar for a very long time and, and you come in and order it. So just because you opened it a week ago doesn't mean it's no longer any good. Right. Yeah. The shelf life of alcohol is amazing. I mean, coming from the restaurant background, like, that side of inventory was always a lot better because food goes bad, but alcohol, it can sit there. I mean, I think I had like a a ginger liqueur for way longer than I care to admit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you go to a good whiskey bar and you could be ordering at a, 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 some 1986, something, another, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you'll be like, Oh, this is amazing. Well, it's from 1986. So, Take take that and learn that the what you've had on your shelf for a month and a half is still perfectly good drinking. There's a place in Kentucky. It's called, I think, House of Justin, but they actually sell or sold pre-pandemic um, Prohibition era whiskeys, and you could buy like a pour of it for X amount of dollars. And I just wow. thought that was so cool, like eighteen eighty something whiskeys. Like I right, right. might not be good, but you're drinking history. So like, that's cool. Well, all of those prohibition era, uh, uh, you can still find some of them just because when they switched over and became like medicinal, like there was a time during prohibition where companies stayed in business by going, no, 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 no. We help the people by, by curing their maladies. And then the doctor would subs- uh, prescribe uh, whiskey for like, you. are you getting headaches often? Go see uh, Dr. Brown. He will, he will prescribe for you some bullet bourbon and then you're, you're magically better. I respect the hustle. I'm like, I'm seriously in awe of the resilience of our industry, like historically and now. I mean, if we can't do it, no one can. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent agree. And I think that is the perfect sentiment to go out on, because if it, if the bourbon industry can't fix it, then it can't be fixed. Uh, truly. Well, Cheers to you, friend. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes, indeed. I, 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 I'll have one more sip with you because I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, having you on today. And it's, it's so that's my favorite part about doing this is just meeting new people, making new friends and, and, and hitting it off with somebody, uh, uh, despite the fact that we are states apart. Right. Yeah. And you can you can connect from afar. And that's that's been amazing, too. in the pandemic and so important just because we're we're like we're a community people like all of us we're bartenders we're comedians like we're artists like we're all of these things and we thrive on human contact so i'm just glad we can make it work the way that we can for now 
that is absolutely right. We are uh, social people. And, and when you take the social out of it, it, it it's it hard. People get weird. So it's, it's very good to, uh, to talk with you today, to learn more about what you're doing at Bullet. You guys are doing some really good things. And I can't wait to see what you guys are going to do uh, uh, in the next little bit. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, me too. Which one are we going out on? Are you going with your new fave, the barrel strength? I actually, I like the barrel strength so much that I pulled it back to the rye just to see what happens when you cool <laughs> it. Well, you know, when you cool it off with that menthol, I think it's going to have like a super fun mouthfeel. to take that. Yeah. What, what you got there? I got your rye. Yeah. Rock and roll. All right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, friend. Thank you. <laughs> Mm. Again, everybody in Albemarle, North Carolina, the show tonight has been brought to you by Bullet Bourbon. Bullet Bourbon, go get yourself a bottle. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kate, thank you so much. This has been thank an absolute you. ball. Let's, let's, let's do it again. When you come to Mecklenburg County next time or if oh. I'm booked in Atlanta, I'll, 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 I'll be in touch and we can do this again in person. Well, ching ching in person, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good luck tonight. Oh, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. There you have it, everybody. That is this week's episode. That is the season finale of season two of the Bourbon Showdown podcast. We want to thank Kate from Bullet for being on the show. She was such a pleasure to talk to. It was so nice getting to know her and talking whiskey with her and picking her brain on everything that goes into Bullet Bourbon. So thank you, Kate. It was wonderful talking whiskey with you. I look forward to doing it again in person now that we can actually go out and about and do those things. So thank you for being on the show. Everybody, thank you for listening. It has been wonderful putting season two together. Uh, let's think of the good times shall we let's think of this episode let's think of the smoke wagon episode let's think of the woodford reserve episode let's think of all of the good things that has happened in season two and let's turn our attention to season three where we have more goodness lined up for you who do we have? Let's see. We've got Michter's coming. We've got Old Forester coming. We've got Four Roses coming. We've got Peerless coming. We've got Taconic coming. We've got all sorts of people. I feel like a Southern Baptist preacher right now. Ah, and we have this guy. Ah, and we have that guy. Ah. And we have all of the goodness that you have come to know and expect from this program. We even have a few surprises for you guys. Do you know the Good Brothers have their own whiskey? Well, you're damn right they do. We've got Luke Gallows from TNA Wrestling Sensation. Luke Gallows is coming in Season 3. You don't know what we're going to do. We're crazy like that. We're going to have things you didn't even know were in existence coming to the program in Season 3. So everybody, stay on the lookout because in a couple weeks we're starting it off right. We've got Michter's on. On the show for the beginning of season three. I don't know if I should have said that. Maybe that should have been a surprise, but keep on the lookout because that's coming around the corner. For right now, thank you everybody for listening to this program. We, we, we like doing it. It's so much fun putting this thing together, so thank all of you for listening. Keep sending in those comments. Keep sending me tips. I find out who is going to be on this show from you guys telling me who you want on the show. So keep sending me who you want. I'll keep getting them on, and we'll keep talking whiskey. This is the Bourbon Showdown Podcast. My name is Jesse Jones. Hope you guys enjoyed Season 2. We'll talk to you in Season 3. That's it for right now. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.